Jake. Yes. Toilet paper, under or over? Uh, I'm gonna say over. Nice. Hey, what is going on, everybody? It is Rob here at Gizmo's Corner. I am joined today by another guest. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, Jake? Not much. So today we will be discussing quite a few different things here. Yeah. Uh, We've got a couple trailers to talk about. What's that movie that came out? Everyone was all hyped about that that we're going to talk about later. Spider-Man. Um... Is, it, is this Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 2-2 or Spider-Man 3-2? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> we're uh, Tonight we're going to be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, I'm sure anybody that's listening right now has seen it. Uh, if not, you know, we'll do a little non-spoilery discussion. And, you know, of course, towards the end is when we'll get into spoiler talk. You'll be warned to leave. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Jake, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, currently on vacation, so. That's right. That's right. How is uh, how's life? Uh, not having to worry about anything, or you know. What Fantastic. Are you do- doing anything special? <laughs> Nothing special, really. I go kayaking with some friends, but that's about it. That is awesome. I, I, I don't think I've ever actually been kayaking, honestly. I've gone tubing down a river. You know, that was miserable, but uh, <laughs> kayaking seems like fun. I've never done it. I do enjoy it. Have you ever gone tubing? I have done tubing, where you just kind of, like, wade the river in your tube. But, oh, yeah. uh, I like controlling myself in the river more so. Yeah, I did it one time with my one friend. I was with him and his uh, him and his dad, and I think his uncle. It was, it was real little. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. I thought it was going to be, like, you know, a quick little thing down the river. It turned into a, you know, five-hour event. And when you're, <laughs> when you're a little kid, you know, being stuck in one area for a long period of time, it's it's... It's fun at first, but then you're just, like, bored with it. Yeah, kayaking and canoeing is fun until you fall over, and then it's, like, the worst experience you could ever have when you outside. Fall, you fall over, and you're, like, stuck there, right? Yeah, you just kind of got to get yourself out of the water and hope you didn't lose all your shit, and then pull yourself out. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know, man. Me and water, uh, I don't like the ocean. I don't know what's in the ocean, so it, like, freaks me out. You know, snakes and stuff in a river. I don't know, man. Something about water. Leeches. We got leeches around here. Oh, yeah. Stand by me. You don't want to have a leech on you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Make sure you use your fingernail to get them off. Don't try to just pull them off. Why? What happens if you try to pull them off? They'll, uh, if they're, like, hooked onto you, it's because they're, like, squishy. So you can't, like, pinch them like you would, like, a tick or something. Yeah. You have to use, like, a razor blade or your fingernail to, like, scrape them off from where they're connected to you. So a little tip for everybody in case you're out surviving in the wild, surrounded mm. by leeches. Well, you know, I, I learned a fun fact about how to remove a tick. Apparently, um, you uh, move the tick around in a circular motion, like clockwise or counterclockwise, mm-hmm. and eventually they'll come off. I have heard that before, too. Because, like, if you do it circularly or whatever, it, like, prevents the head from, like, sticking in you. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. Like, if you try to... One, once you squeeze a tick, they can, like, I guess you, they can vomit they'll back inside of you they'll squirt back all their parasitic disease vectors back into you (laughs) ticks are disgusting man they are hey man uh enough about enough about mother nature and its disgusting (laughs) critters let's uh let's get into our uh topics tonight um so speaking of arthropods (laughs) we've got a man 
with arthropod-based powers. Oh, snap. All right. All right, so there's a, like I said, there's a couple of trailers that just came out uh, past week or so. We've got mm-hmm. uh, Disney's Mulan. Right. Uh, it's, you know, it's a teaser. What did you think of the teaser for Mulan? Uh, well, it's another Disney live-action remake that we're seeing a lot of recently. But, you know, a lot of people are talking about how Mushu's not in it, apparently. Mushu, that was the dragon or the cricket? Yeah, that was the uh, Eddie Murphy's character, okay. the little dragon guy. Well, apparently they're, instead of the dragon, I think they're supposed to have a phoenix. Oh, well, that's cool, too. That's why we still get, like, a cool little uh, creature, uh, like, mythological creature. A side character. I like it. Another thing that they're not going to be having in this one is there's not going to be musical numbers. Right. So we're not going to hear the classic be a man or uh, reflection. Make a man out of you. That's that's what it is. Everybody's, or... Usually in people's like top five Disney songs. Oh, it's great, man! I remember being little, seeing a lot. I got. Did you watch? You watched the original animated, right? I did. Right. Yes. That was one of the Disney movies when it came out on VHS. I watched that one over and over and over again. Right. Uh, it was it was fantastic, but yeah, um, classic. Make a man out of you. That song I sang nonstop. Yeah. And this is so catchy and it's so it's a it's a beautiful song. It is. It's a great musical number. And, um, so with uh, with not having the music numbers, the apparently what they're going to be doing is they're going to be integrating the songs themselves into instrumental. Oh, really? So they're going to be turning like the music numbers into a score. Oh, well, at least like the people who miss the musical numbers get something then. That's yeah, cool. yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I, I don't think every Disney movie has to be a musical either. Like, no, you know? yeah. We're going to get, like, some singing parts in The Lion King. We got right. some singing parts in... It was very minimal, but in... Um, I was at the Jungle Book, you know. Mm-hmm. You get Bare Necessities and King Louie. And with... Uh, what was the other one? Beauty and the Beast. You know, it was pretty much a complete, uh, you know, total remake. Right. Without... That's kind of, like, my problem with some of the Disney movies. Is, like, if you're completely remaking the movie in, like, live action with like the same script the same exact musical numbers and everything it kind of becomes like well what's the point besides remaking the entire movie by itself you know oh i to- I, I totally agree with you there's actually another version of the jungle book that came out uh, last year it's called mowgli mm-hmm. it was uh, directed by andy circus and had a had a pretty big cast to it it came out on netflix uh watching that that was a good you know it was a I'm not going to say it was a good re- reimagining, but it was a reimagining. It where, was at least original at some point then. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, you had the same characters, but, man, were they creepy looking. <laughs> like, oh, my God, Baloo had, like, you know, the fur was missing off of his face. So Ugh. imagine a bear with, you know, fur all over their body, but, you know, no. Did, did you see Mowgli? Uh, I did not. Okay. I do remember it being a thing, though. Baloo had no fur on his face, so a hairy bear with no fur on its face, it's, you know, it's pretty creepy looking uh imagine the you remember what was it was uh, annihilation the screaming bear yes uh, imagine that but less is less creepy oh that's kind of cool though <laughs> no the screaming bear was cool this was not cool <laughs> oh yeah I, now i'm just picturing it interacting with a small child and then it, that's less cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> singing around the bear necessities while it's like a yeah. demon mangy bear yeah <laughs> Yeah, there, and uh, actually in Mowgli, there were no musical numbers either, but ah. 
Back to Mulan. I'm pretty excited to see what the Hun look like, the uh, right. villains of the story, because they they were pretty, you know, crazy in the animated version. I liked them yeah. a lot. You know, the animation to them uh, showing their difference uh, from the, you know, the heroes of the story. Like, they were dark. They were, you know, more squared and, like, just creepy looking. But, right. Um, they were good Disney villains. They were. Um, I'm... I'm really intrigued to see like what they make them look like in this one. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's one of the things that like the Mulan remake has over the other Disney remakes we're seeing is that it's more humanoid characters instead of like cartoony or like anthropomorphic animals like say for the Lion King for example where it almost makes a little more sense for it to be like real live action, you know? Yeah. With the with not having the dragon, and I'm assuming the cricket's not going to be in there either. I would think so if they cut Mushu. Yeah, like it's if they're gonna. This actually seems like it's going to be more of an action movie, which I. That's I'm, what I like more about this too, as well. Yeah, it is, um, that that's got me looking forward to it. Like I've a lot of the Disney movies. I mean, we were you just mentioned saying like you know, pretty much a shot for shot remake. Mm-hmm. So this one, they're turning it more into an action movie, which, you know, Mulan did have a lot of action in the animated version. For sure. But this seems like they're changing it up compared to what they've been doing. And, you know, they turn Mulan into a badass yeah. mess, man. <laughs> um, watch it looks, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say it looks like there could be, like, some well-choreographed action in this one, which for you sure. don't get a lot from other Disney movies. Oh, for sure. Like, um, her, like wielding the sword flipping through the air yeah. you know it looks like she's getting ready to take on like a whole gang of of these guys and like you, you man it, you want to talk like female empowerment man right it's it shows in this trailer exactly yeah so uh mulan the teaser's out uh if you haven't checked it out check it out mm-hmm. uh it seems like it's actually gonna be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it all right next trailer up for discussion this one i am totally excited for jake yeah uh, Knives Out. What were your uh, What was your first thought on on Knives Out? Well, it's funny because I didn't actually like hear about it before you told me about it, but then I watched the trailer and I was like, "Oh, this this seems dope. I like this." <laughs> yeah, it's it's a you know a nice little murder mystery. Like, and I feel like that's a genre of film that we don't get a whole lot of anymore. Is the murder mystery? Yeah. Like, like I don't even think I could think of another like murder mystery movie, at least from the past decade or so, yeah, that like, I've heard about. Last one I, I can, I mean, other than a murder mystery that just came out on Netflix with Adam Sandler, but oh. like that, I don't, uh, that's whatever. <laughs> um, but the last one was actually that I can remember was, um, you know, Murder on the Orient Express, which was a remake. But even before that, there hasn't really been like an intriguing murder mystery to come out. Right. Oh man. Talk about this cast too. That Jesus. was what stood out to me. Holy for sure. <laughs> fuck. Oh my God. Like, uh, you got Chris Evans, Daniel Craig, Tony Collette, Michael Shannon, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, dude. Um, Lakeith Stanfield. Now, uh, <laughs> last week I was talking to um, uh, Stephen, was on, and we were talking about Chucky and uh, his uh, co star. From Lakeith Stanfield's co-star from Atlanta was in that movie, and Lakeith Stanfield is like standing out to me so much. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually become one of my favorite actors working right now. Cool. He was in. Uh, did you watch the Death Note? Yes. He was. Uh, he played the detective in that. That always ate candy. Right. What was that detective's name? 
I forget. <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I have Google. We have the technology. We can rebuild it. We can it. find this out. <laughs> did you, um, what about uh, Sorry to Bother You? Did you watch that? I did not. Oh, okay. Well, that's a wild and crazy movie. That was actually my second favorite movie of last year. And he was the main character in that. And uh, man, so far, every he was also in Get Out. Man, everything I've seen him in, he's just been doing like, I, I feel like he's flying under the radar. But yeah. Yeah, but oh, man. So let's talk about Captain America in this trailer. <laughs> yeah. What were your thoughts on, uh, you know, the, you know, Steve Rogers saying, eat shit, eat shit, eat shit. Captain America, no. <laughs> it was, uh, I've, I've been wondering what he was going to do after Captain America. He's been doing it for so long now. So right. getting into a role like this, I'm not just that I'm excited over this whole cast that they have here, but him in particular, which I think a lot of people are going to be intrigued to see what he does with this character yeah. uh, as opposed to what he's been doing with Captain America. Right. I guess that's like one of the challenges of doing something as as big as like the Avengers or the Marvel movies where like hopefully they don't judge him based on Captain America. Like hopefully they can separate like the audience can separate themselves from that. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it, too. Yeah, I hope so, because usually when you see someone in that role for so long, it's hard to, you know, imagine them as anything else. You look at that uh, in a similar situation. You can look at that with. Um, was it uh, Robert Pattinson from the Twilight movies? Right. You know, he's been cast as the new Batman, and he's been trying for a really long time to separate himself from, you know, Edward Cullen from the Twilight movies. Right. And I, for one, I've watched a lot of uh, Robert Pattinson's uh, indie projects, and he's he's a good actor, so I'm very excited to see him as Batman. Whereas I'm also excited to see Chris Evans do something else. Yeah, something different. Yeah. Know, as opposed to the typical um, Captain America. America's ass. <laughs> yeah, that's America's ass right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, who else we got? Uh, so yeah, we got Tony Collette, who she's one of my top favorite actresses out there. There is not a single person in ever that did not enjoy her performance in hereditary you saw hereditary <laughs> yes oh fantastic she was phenomenal oh it was so good so believable i mean everything she did from painting a tiny little figure to her <laughs> freak out on her son at dinner yeah oh she's amazing her sharing the screen with jamie lee curtis jamie lee curtis right is a legend yeah both uh, from horror movies yeah or at least from what i know them from. oh yeah tony collette is definitely like you know in scream queen um oh that's right territory with uh jamie lee. jamie lee curtis is the scream queen yeah fun fact you know how she got the title scream queen i don't all right so she uh early in her career she was in halloween the fog prom night terror train she was in all these movies and they're all horror movies so she got the title scream queen oh that's good but yeah moving on from that <laughs> um let's see you know we got christopher Plummer in there uh don johnson uh and then the girl from 13 reasons why <laughs> that'll be interesting <laughs> i'm intrigued to see the girl from 13 reasons why in a movie with this onslaught of a cast 13 reasons why the murder was done. Oh my God. Imagine <laughs> if there was 13 characters in this movie. We got to count. <laughs> a crossover? The... Do you think there'll be a crossover? Uh, with, uh, maybe she's the murder victim. Maybe she... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, 
Let's see. Um, yeah, Christopher. I guess Christopher Plummer is the one who's the murder victim here. He's the mm-hmm. father of the, or the oldest member of the family. And uh, Daniel Craig, Mr. James Bond himself, uh, comes in with his yep. southern, southern tone. Yeah. Again. <laughs> He was uh, in a movie a few years ago, Logan Lucky, where he had a similar accent. It's it's strange when you see someone you know they're, uh, you know European and they've got yeah. they do the American accent. Props to them. Oh if, man! If I pretended to do like a fake British accent or something for an entire filming of a movie, yeah, that would uh, turn bad real quick. Yeah, I can. I try to do different accents. I try to do Australian, Irish. It always ends up sounding the same. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh yeah hey mate where you going you want a shrimp on the barbie it's like you know cheesy throwaways like that freshen your drink governor like it's always the same phrase like you have to use hello Abbott (laughs) (laughs) and now I feel offensive by doing it so let's let's switch topic there (laughs) let's see who else we got Uh, Frank Oz yeah man it's a it's a it's a baller cast Um, it is very good cast very recognizable the only thing that you know could fall victim of is a lot of films when they premiere having a star-studded cast like this you know usually they don't do too well in the cinema but I don't know I got a good feeling about this one I think Chris Evans is going to draw a lot of people out. Oh, for sure. So many recognizable names that people mm-hmm. will just go out to see anything they do. Oh, one. There's one trailer we're not going to talk about, but I got to bring it up just because it did come out this week or mm-hmm. maybe last week. But it was the uh, Maleficent 2 trailer. Uh, um, uh, fun fact, Jake. My favorite Disney movie is Sleeping Beauty. Really? Yes. See, I wouldn't pin you as a Sleeping Beauty guy, but that's good to know. I... I absolutely love it because a lot of people say, "Oh, why do you like that one?" Man, it's badass. You got this. You got the prince. He's fighting for the woman that he loves, and he fights a dragon. Mm-hmm. He fights a giant dragon and a bunch of trolls. It's, it's true. It's a badass story. Like, <laughs> it's not. I always said it's not so much about Princess Aurora as yeah. much as it is about the prince fighting. Right. Um, I think it's a great tale and a good story. Um, Maleficent, the original with Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. uh, was a reimagining of the of the story of Sleeping Beauty. I didn't see it. I heard it wasn't that great. I didn't see it either. I heard um, it was just okay. Yeah. Well, apparently, they they turn Maleficent into the hero Ugh. in the story, and the king is the villain. And it looks like they do the same thing in this one, where hmm. they turn uh, the queen into the villain, and Maleficent is uh, you know. Uh, we're not going to talk about it because I'm not interested in it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the the effects look cool. Maleficent got wings and everything, but you know. That's oh a, sure. That's about it. Uh, Disney's got enough money for good effects by now, I would imagine. Yeah, and they'll 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 make their money back, man. They yeah. they don't Disney somehow like they they put a movie out. They could give it a you know, high tier budget and they make that budget back with some. They don't even need the money either. Let's be real. <laughs> no, they don't. You're absolutely right. They could uh they could lose money on one movie in their entire discography. Oh yeah. Cinematography. Yeah, if they failed one movie, like let's say they made a movie for three hundred million and then they turned uh the movie only does these are hypothetical numbers. Mm-hmm. Um the movie only does uh two hundred million. Right. They're not going to be hurting over a hundred million dollars. Not at all. Um, Rob Disney is a small indie company. Okay, they need all (laughs) the the budget movie for everything. 
<laughs> Disney is going to be running the world. They're already... Uh... I'm pretty sure they control my dreams at this point. The... <laughs> Hey, Jake, I want you to dream about this. That's my terrible impress- impression of Mickey. Oh, your teeth are falling out. <laughs> oh, God, the teeth falling out dreams. Oh. Oh, you're taking a test in your underwear. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do a good Mickey. I'm sorry for anyone who heard that. Yours is better than mine. It's all right. <laughs> gorsh. Oh, gorsh. Oh, gorsh, Mickey. He's dreaming again. His teeth are falling out. <laughs> oh, fun fact here, Jake. Uh, well, not a fun fact, but a uh, fun... Maybe you don't know about this. You're a gamer, right? I am. Uh, did you don't hear... Don't ever use that term ever again with me. <laughs> a, a gamer? <laughs> I am a gamer girl. A what? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> gamer, but uh, lowercase gamer. Not gamer with a capital G. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. People don't usually uh, enjoy that term. <laughs> but okay. I do play video games, yes. Okay, so you play the video games. <laughs> um, in the video games, have you ever played a little something called Mortal Kombat? I have. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Mortal Kombat? I have. Have you ever seen the movie Mortal Kombat Annihilation? I have not. Okay, you saved yourself there. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe like a month or so ago, uh, it was announced that uh, James Wan was going to be producing the new uh mortal kombat movie do you know who james wan is i don't what else has he produced james wan uh he's produced a lot but he's also more known for his directing he did such films as saw insidious the conjuring the conjuring 2 insidious 2 aquaman so all except aquaman i will say are fantastically gory movies (laughs) So that oh, fits yes. right in with the Mortal Kombat aesthetic. Yeah, so this uh, we're going to be getting a R-rated. It's not a remake of the original movie from the 90s either. Uh, it's oh. going to be uh, telling the classic mythology of Mortal Kombat with some of the original characters such as Sub-Zero, Scorpion, I'm, I'm guessing Luke Cage. Uh, not Luke Cage, Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. And then we'll probably get some uh, newer characters in there because uh, from what I've read, they're even taking some stuff from Mortal Kombat 11. Uh-huh. Which I think is, it, 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 you might know better than me. Is that like the most recent one? Yes, it is. It is okay. They're probably taking off some characters from there as well. But uh, I, I'm cool. I'm excited for this, man. I, Mortal Kombat was one of the first games I played on Sega Genesis. Yeah, it's uh, a classic. It is. I don't know if you remember this or not, but when that game came out, do you remember all the controversy around? Oh that? yeah, absolutely. It was too brutal. I wasn't allowed bored. to play it. I, I had to play it at my cousin's house. <laughs> oh really? Why? Well, uh, my brother ended up buying it, and uh, my mother... <laughs> I, so, brief little thing, Jake. Something you might not know about me is I've been watching horror movies since I was probably like five years old. Really? Yeah. I did not. I, I couldn't tell. Yeah. Horror? <laughs> As we sit in a room surrounded by classic horror figures and an I, entire shelf of, like, I think every horror movie that's ever been created. I knew I was surprised there. Like, there's... Uh, some things I just like to keep hidden. <laughs> you hide it real well. All right. Uh, so uh, when Mortal Kombat came out, my brother bought the game mm-hmm. and uh, played it for my mother. And she's like, oh, this is nothing compared to what Robert's seen. He can play it. <laughs> uh, so, oh, uh, your yeah. mom was cool. Yeah, she, my mom is cool. Uh, she let me watch anything pretty much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for this. I'm ready for a, 
another Mortal Kombat movie that's going to be oh totally good. Do you think we'll get a, a Mortal Kombat cinematic universe that adds in uh, Predator and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like they oh, were? Oh <laughs> snap! Yeah, and Freddy Krueger too. They were uh, downloadable content in Mortal Kombat X. For those of you who don't yeah. know, <laughs> Freddy, Freddy, Freddy Krueger, and Jason were in one of the the yeah games, weren't they? I think. Um, Leatherface is in Mortal Kombat 11. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh shit! I think he's in that now. Oh, that's awesome. Did you ever watch the uh, the Mortal Kombat series that was on? Uh, it like streamed online. No. Yeah, they they uh, well first they had released like a quick like uh, short film slash trailer for like a new Mortal Kombat movie. Oh. And it was uh, Scorpion was the good guy, and he was getting like interrogated. Hmm. by uh sonya and uh Jax. and then the villain was sub-zero but they show like realist but it was like set in like the real world it wasn't like the fantastical oh. Mortal combat so like there was like uh what's the guy with the blades in his fists um uh baraka yes yeah barack he uh like he like um shoved the blades into his skin and everything and like he modified himself same thing with reptile Dope. it was just a normal guy who filed his teeth down and like had his face tattooed and implants put in <laughs> uh, his tongue split so he was like uh like an actual reptile that's cool um very badass and then sub-zero i think was like a character that you know he froze people mm-hmm. so they created that and then they ended up doing like a, a one-off series where like each character got a like 10 minute episode oh with lore i would be 100 percent down with Matt, that yeah there was a raiden there, oh i want to see his there was there what was it there was raiden uh i believe Jax. there was uh sector and cyrax oh dope the, the right those are the the red and yellow robot uh, I believe so. It's okay. been a while. Yeah, I think Sector was the red one, and Cyrex. Cy- I don't think it was Cyrex, but um, he was the yellow one. But there was one for them. I think there was one for. Oh, there was one for Katana and Melinda. Ooh. That one was pretty cool. <laughs> and then uh, I think it ended with a Scorpion Sub Zero episode. Um, it was a well done series. I got it on DVD. Huh. If you're not I'll surprised to, by that. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to give that a check out. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, this is this is what I'm going to be looking forward to. James Wan's actually my favorite director, too. So nice. usually anything he touches, I'm pretty happy with. I was, su- I was pretty surprised with Aquaman. I ended up enjoying it a little bit. It wasn't fantastic, but mm. uh, did, you saw Aquaman, right? I did not, actually. Oh, okay. Not. Can I give you a little spoiler Please of Aquaman? Do. Okay, so... The best part of the whole movie is seeing one of the characters getting impaled by a narwhal. Oh, that's <laughs> rad. <laughs> There's like the, the huge underwater battle and this narwhal comes swimming up out of nowhere and just completely shoves his spike right through somebody. Oh, that's cool. It was, uh, it was awesome. <laughs> I love the idea of Aquaman controlling animals for the uh, you know purpose or intent to kill. <laughs> yeah. Violent purposes. Yeah, yeah. This was a uh, black uh, Aquaman did give a, a pretty cool villain. I uh, there was Black Manta. He was actually pretty awesome and uh, uh, not a character I was too familiar with either. Uh, so like it was pretty fun. To uh, relate it back to the Mortal Kombat, um, the same developers who made Mortal Kombat made a 
um, Justice League themed like Mortal Kombat game basically where it was like all the DC characters are playable. So that's where most of my Aquaman knowledge comes from, um, other than the Justice League cartoon from the early 2000s. Yeah, they had the, uh, the it was Mortal Kombat versus DC, wasn't it? Uh, I think there is one like that. I think I know what you're talking about, but this yeah. most recent one, Injustice, was just like all oh, DC characters. okay, yeah. And then they like added Scorpion as like a DLC for jokes. Ah, uh, that's pretty cool. But uh, Black Manta, I believe, was playable in either Injustice 2 or Injustice 1. Smash Brothers, but Mortal Kombat and <laughs> DC <laughs> in a universe. I like it. I love crossover things. Oh, yeah. I, um, when, when stuff like that happens, like the, when Super Smash Bros. came out, I was, that, that's pretty awesome. You get to play you know, Link, Metroid, Kirby. That, it, was a, it was an awesome game. Yeah. I'm sure it still is. There was one that just came out like a, less than yeah. a year ago, right? That was the one you guys were all hyped about. Yep. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. <clears throat> Fantastic game. <laughs> <laughs> Falcon Punch. Falcon Punch. PK um, Thunder. So, Jake, I usually don't want to get uh, ever get controversial on here, but um, mm-hmm. there's some things that may or may not have been controversial on the interwebs. Are there ever any controversies on the internet, Rob? I thought the internet was a holy place. (laughs) (laughs) I go to the internet to pray. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there was a casting done for the new Little Mermaid movie. So funny thing is a lot of people thought that uh, Halle Berry was cast. (laughs) You know, I wrote it down. I wrote notes uh, originally, and I wrote Halle Berry first. And I'm like, that's totally someone different. Let me look at her name again. (laughs) A lot of, because you look, if you look at it real quickly, her name does look like Holly Berry. <laughs> Pretty sure it's pronounced Holly Bell. Two totally different actresses. Yes, they are completely different actresses. I guess there was controversy, but now it doesn't seem like there really was any controversy. I'm making a air quotes for controversy because yeah. internet controversies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really want to get too much into it, but. Uh, yeah. An actress who is black was cast in the role of Ariel. I guess there was a whole uh, hashtag, not my Ariel, which <laughs> uh, turns out uh, it, it doesn't exist. Does there, it exist? There or is people just making up controversies to uh, defend or like not defend that controversy. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I posted something on Facebook about it because like you hear that you see something like that, you know people are going to get upset, and people are upset out there. Like, oh, of course, you got to be real. You know, there's there's people out there that are going to think that's not my Ariel. It's I'm like, sure. well, what's your Ariel? What? Yeah. How do you define what your own fictional character is? That's the thing about it too. Is like, it's one thing to comment on her race, but if we're calling like directors artists, then they have the right to make their own art the way they want to. Absolutely. And who's to say, like, Ariel has to be white? Yeah. It'd be another thing entirely if her race, like, was dependent on her character. Like Mulan. Or vice versa. Yeah. Like Mulan. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that. If if the character, you know, let's say geographically, uh, such as Mulan, you can't cast somebody white to play Mulan. Of course. You can't cast someone black to play Mulan. You can't cast, you know, someone Hispanic to play Mulan. Right. Mulan is an iconic character in that community. So yeah. doing that would just be, one, disrespectful and just not the right move. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mulan is actually like a Chinese legend or like it is, or yeah. folklore type it thing. It is, so yeah. Like, yeah, she's dependent on her 
own race, but if you watch The Little Mermaid, she's not going around like, I'm a white mermaid. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Daddy. You can, Ariel can be any race, race or ethnicity. It, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. And Absolutely. Uh, as far as the red hair, everyone's free, uh, apparently everyone's freaking out about the red hair. It's like, all right, the, like there haven't even no pictures have even been released yet. Yeah, it's like you don't know if she's gonna or they just not casted gonna. her. That's all they did, right? Exactly. <laughs> people are lighting up. Apparently. Exactly. Give it time. I, I guarantee this girl is gonna have a shade of red hair. Yeah, wigs are a thing. It, it would be great, man, if uh, they gave her like legit animated red hair. Like if they just photoshopped the <laughs> the green screen the, the hair in. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like the uh, the actual animated hair from the original movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would be a cool troll. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't want to uh, dwell on the topic too much because I I think the whole yeah. thing is just silly. It um, is. The girl's amazingly talented. If you haven't heard her tracks of her singing, she has an amazing voice. I think she's very pretty. See, that's important because Ariel's voice is a main plot point in the movie, not exactly. her skin color. Exactly. <laughs> I'm intrigued to see what happens. We'll see you know, where they end up the further production goes and yeah. once we finally get a trailer and everyone can have an opinion on it. Right. Right now it's just talks and casting. Like, calm down. Yeah. And no matter how, even if this movie is like total shit garbage, like ass, <laughs> even mm. if it is, you can always just watch the original and enjoy that for what it was. Exactly. Like if if uh, the Little Mermaid is your favorite movie, mm-hmm. and you don't think it deserves a live action remake, or you're not satisfied with the casting, just don't see it. Yeah. Exactly. If, if you don't think it's for you, then don't see it. There's a million movies that come out where I'm like, ah, eh, that's not for me. I'm not going to see it. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> just sh- just shut your mouth and do that. Right. How old is the original one now? Like. Like early nineties, I think. Oh, I think way before that, man. Oh, really? Oh yeah, shit! Here, let me. Uh... Oh no, I'm probably way off. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say uh, Little Mermaid was the eighties. Really? Like, yeah. Let me see. Here. Wow. Um, I definitely remember she had like a TV show on Disney Channel that always came on at like four in the morning, right after the Buzz Lightyear show. There was a Little Maybe Mermaid cartoon. There was. She had her own TV show, and I'm not kidding. It would always be on at like four a.m. <laughs> what? All right, man, you were close. It's 1989 it came out. 89. Oh, okay. I wasn't that far off then. No. So this is one of the main reasons why I have uh, Mr. Jake on (laughs) tonight. Since people are up in arms or... Supposedly. Supposedly up in arms (laughs) about what Ariel, a mermaid, a, um, you know, mythological creature should look like. (laughs) I wanted Jake to come on so me and him can discuss what a mermaid actually looks like. So Jake, correct me if I'm wrong here. Mm-hmm. But uh, if a human is going to live in the water, even if they're part fish, uh, water gets cold, right? Uh, yes, it does. Uh, Absolutely. And so, um, and you can't imagine that a mermaid is going to be swimming closer to the surface because, I mean, they would be seen. Right. You know, we would see them all the time. So that means that they, they've got to live way, way below sea level. Like, totally. N- probably more in like the twilight area. Yeah. I mean, that's how the myth started out is uh, like sailors and things like from Greek and like Asian descent would think they saw these creatures out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Or like on a rock being sexy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people would confuse them for the, the sea cow or the manatee yeah. or... sea cows and manatees, which is ironic because both of those are mammals and mermaids always have fish tails for some inexplicable 
inexplicable reason. <laughs> oh my god, what was the what was the the cartoon where it was uh it was the the mermaid and it was reverse, so it was a, a fish head and <laughs> just it... a fish body with like human <laughs> legs. Human legs, yeah. Oh that's sexy. <laughs> oh I, I think it was it had to be like Family Guy or something like that. One of those <laughs> Seth MacFarlane shows. Um but yeah, so a mermaid technically, uh, more than likely, lives in the twilight area of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, if anyone doesn't know what the twilight part of the ocean is, that's usually the mid part of the ocean. So you have, you know, the the surface area, which I I don't remember what that's called. I think it's the. Uh, I think they call it the photo zone, where the, light actually the photo. penetrates the water. Yeah. Then you have the uh, the twilight zone. Then you have the midnight zone, mm-hmm. which is the the very bottom. And I think there's another right. level below that. So you're not going to be able to look into the water and and see anything that's in the twilight area. No. So being that the ocean gets cold, especially at those levels, you would need some, you need some, some blubber. You'd need at least like a layer of skin or like, like Rob said, blubber or fat somewhere in there. They wouldn't be these sexy, skinny, womanly looking bodies. You you would need like a nice plump, plump, plumpish figure. Oh, they'd be thick. (laughs) Yeah. With like three C's. You need, you need a thick fish. (laughs) going up in there the the skin like what would the skin be like you would... well one thing she would not have long flowing locks of hair either <laughs> hair creates drag and most marine animals all have absolute like bodies everything about them is dedicated towards moving efficiently in water so the most as you can imagine even though fish don't have hair mammals most mammals have hair you wouldn't see like things like whales or dolphins with like flowing locks of hair they do actually have hair follicles which when they're born they have like little bits of hair but they lose those eventually so she would not have they would be bald too they would be big fat and bald big fat and bald and like (laughs) hey you know no body shaming here but no you know if you want to get technical about what ariel would look like yeah if you want to get upset about something that's your mermaid (laughs) you want you want the real mermaid it's a big old bald (laughs) bald fat Probably has a dorsal fin on her spine. <laughs> and don't forget about those teeth. Oh, yeah. The teeth for sure. You got to have, uh, you know, depending on the breed of a uh, mermaid, <laughs> you know, it's probably got fangs. Absolutely. You know, especially if it's, uh, you know, in that area of the ocean, it's definitely going to have some sharp teeth. Yeah. Um, Again, most marine mammals, aside from things like baleen whale, they're all eating like fish where you need real sharp teeth or flat molars like we do for grinding up vegetables and stuff. And then, uh, you know, of course there's the, uh, you know, the, the hands. What a... Yeah, no, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have hands. <laughs> you, can, you can look at like the entire evolutionary history of like any aquatic or even semi-aquatic animal and Almost all of them have either flippers or they've got, like, webbing in between their hands for, like, efficient swimming. Everything from, like, sharks and fish to, uh, you know, ancient marine reptiles like ichthyosaurs and plesiosaurs. They all had just flat fins. And even what we see today with dolphins and whales. Um, Would they have arms or do you think they would just have the the fins? Oh, I'm sure eventually if, you know, evolution progressed enough with the mermaids, (laughs) they'd just have real flat, chubby, like, fins. (laughs) <laughs> with hand bones in them and oh oh my god jake we're forgetting the most important part the most important part of the mermaid the real the life belly mermaid. button <laughs> <laughs> do they lay eggs or do they give birth to live young will we ever know why does she have a belly button if they're laying eggs with a fish tail oh my god i never thought about that that's fantastic uh no the uh the 
oh my god so could the prince actually and her actually do it uh you know i don't like to think about it but you know <laughs> If she's got the fish tail, right, <laughs> she's probably laying eggs. Or, you know, fish don't lay eggs. They actually just, you know, release them out into a lake or the ocean or wherever. And they kind of just, you know, the male just, you know, releases sperm over top of them. It's, oh, it's poetic. Yeah, that is poetic. That's what, <laughs> that's what the Little Mermaid should be. But Jake, we are missing the most important feature. And what's that? The color. Oh, yeah, of course. We're not going to see a mermaid with white skin. No, you would not. Chances are they would be like a, I mean, what, they could probably be like a shade of gray. They'll be maybe a blue. Yeah, most like, I mean, you know, color is a thing that varies between all types of species. But a lot of uh, species that you see in the ocean that live in like that photo zone, like we were talking about, they're gray on the top or they're like real bright from the bottom. And that's, you know, this is a thing we see consistently with all types of species from things like whales and dolphins to even like penguins that aren't fully aquatic. The, the white bottom is so when you're looking at them from the top, you like see mostly light. But if you're looking at them from the bottom, you see that dark black where it's darker under the ocean. It's like a form of camouflage almost, right? Yeah. And is that, is that like just a natural self-defense thing or is that more? Oh, totally. Well, self-defense in that it means you get eaten less or noticed less by predators. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a form of just staying hidden. Of course, like I said, that totally varies from like all types of animals on the planet. But it's a consistency that you see in, in like the biology field, you call it a form of convergent evolution where animals from completely different taxa or families or groups have a similar form or function that they've evolved from being in a similar environment or habitat. So do you think the mermaid would be more vertical or horizontal in the ocean? Uh, horizontal how? Like, uh, I mean, most fish when they're, uh, I, I mean, I'm thinking more of like sharks and like whales because mm-hmm. they're usually more uh, on the horizontal level when they're oh, swimming. So, I mean, usually when you see images or, you know, cartoons or whatever of a mermaid, you're right. Uh, they're usually vertical. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I can appreciate, I guess, about a cartoon portraying a fictional animal is that if, if we're assuming mermaids are, you know, some kind of evolutionary line that broke off from humans, they would be a mammal. So uh, you would expect them to move up and down as a way of like movement or swimming in the ocean. As opposed to like a fish, which you see move like laterally or side to side, because um, all the like marine mammals you think of today, like seals, whales, dolphins, they their spines are more developed for moving up and down, as opposed to side to side, where we, because as mammals we have like a whole mess of rib cages protecting stuff that kind of gets in the way of moving like that. So at least they do that well in the cartoon. <laughs> There we go. That's a that's a real mermaid for you. Um, and <laughs> hey, uh, I also don't know if you heard this, but Melissa McCarthy was cast to play Ursula, and she's not purple. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the main topic of discussion tonight, though, Jake. Yes. Not so mammal related. Not so more arachnid. <laughs> we're gonna get into Spider Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Does whatever I say he can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so let's get into this uh, non-spoiler review. Again, we're going to get into spoilers at the end 
of the show. Yes. And we'll tell you when to leave if you <laughs> or to pause and then come back if you uh, have not seen the movie yet. Jake, what are uh, what are your first thoughts? Uh I enjoyed it. I gotta admit, though, when I first saw it, I didn't like it as much, but I think that's just because some kid was kicking the back of my chair the entire movie. No! <laughs> but overall, I, I approve. I, too, I left, uh, I did like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not my, it's not my favorite Spider-Man movie, but overall, I did enjoy it. But you are a huge Spider-Man fan, Spider- correct? Spider- You've seen, like, all of it? Every Spider-Man? Every single Spider-Man, including Spider-Man and Friends from the, uh... Ooh. From back in the day, the old cartoon with uh, Iceman. Yeah, it was a the first cart first cartoon from back in the day. Uh, I think you ever see the uh, the meme of Spider Man pointing? Yes, pointing at himself. Yeah. I'm aware of that meme. I'm, and he's like sitting at a desk too. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I believe I may be wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's from Spider Man and Friends. Oh, that's good. Um, uh, chances are I'm probably wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, everything from the uh, animated cartoon. On Fox back in the day, uh, the comics I read, I'm huge nice. into Spider-Man. He's my favorite superhero of all time. Um, He's a cool superhero. Yeah. he, you know, uh, Fun fact, Spider-Man got me through a lot of hard times. Uh, oh, nice. It sounds sounds weird that a comic can do that, but, you know, people find Muse. Muse and a lot of... Is that the right word? Muse? Muse? They find... Solace? They find so- there you go. They find solace in a, a lot of a lot of different things, and Spider Man was mine. We each um, have our own group that we look up to or thing. Yeah. In my know. case, it was Teen Titans. They Hell my, yeah! They were my superhero. T E E N T I T A N S Teen Titans. Let's go. I wasn't a huge superhero kid, but I that I will say Teen Titans was probably my favorite cartoon, even outside of superheroes. When uh, I, I says with Stephen last episode, uh, when I moved down here, nobody was into movies. Everyone was into anime. Nobody likes superheroes. <laughs> I was like, ah, fuck, all right. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, Spider Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, uh, I like the movie. I left. Uh, I left liking it. Fitting mm-hmm. into the overall MCU, it oh, was yeah. it was cool. And you don't have to watch the other Marvel movies in order to understand this one or get it. This one, I would say. I would say you have to see uh, Infinity War and Endgame oh, yeah. because that does play an important role in it. O- overall story, I thought was I thought was good on on Spider Man. Uh, a lot yeah. of the uh, Spider Man himself, it wasn't my be- wasn't my favorite interpretation of Spider Man. Yeah, I don't I don't like the uh, whiny bitch boy Spider Man. It, it's exactly <laughs> he's, what he was. He's um, kind of like crying in every movie he's in. Yeah, like Tom <laughs> Tom Holland has portrayed the best Peter Parker sp- slash Spider Man. Oh yeah. Uh, in my opinion, Andrew Garfield was the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tobey Maguire for the time it was good. Yeah, you know certainly. that that Spider Man trilogy. Tobey Maguire was really good. Uh, Tobey Maguire uh, he gave us some good memes nowadays. Uh, <laughs> you talking about pizza time <laughs> <laughs> or uh, emo Spider Man? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland is is definitely the best uh, Spider Man yeah. Peter Parker we've had yet, and uh, this this movie just it it didn't feel like Spider Man to me. Uh, no, yeah. It was more, like you said, whiny, bitchy uh, boy. Iron Man. Uh, yeah, I get it. 
That's what it felt like to me. That part, that part I got, like, being upset that your mentor is gone, like, I understand that. But Obviously, that's going to be a major plot point, but, yeah. like, don't make the entire character about another superhero. He's a smart character. He he creates his own web fluid. Yeah. He, you know, he knows. He's a smart kid. Doesn't he have, like, a bioengineering degree or something like that in the comics? Yeah, yeah. He's, got a, he's got a lot of stuff going on, Jake. He's got yeah. a lot going on. But in this movie... He was an absolute idiot. Yeah. He made, yeah, he was. Um, <laughs> he was an um, idiot child. He he made a lot of bad choices. Um, <laughs> yeah, what can I say? I, I was not fond of that. Um, That's not to say Tom Holland isn't a good actor. I no, do enjoy watching no. him act. As always uh, in any Marvel movie, uh, the, the effects were... You know, amazing. Oh yeah, they were absolutely fantastic. Um, Again, Marvel is Disney now, so I would expect them to have the money yeah. for. Yeah, you would, you want a budget? Like... You better. They're gonna they're gonna blow their load on this. Um, <laughs> their their big yeah, webby yeah. load. Um, spidery web load. <laughs> um, uh, everything from uh, Spider Man swinging around, jumping all over, to Mysterio. Yeah, uh, and his you know. His effects, the yep. elementals, I thought were done mm-hmm. fantastically. Even like the sound design, I thought was cool on the elementals. Maybe it's because I saw it in theaters and I don't go to theaters as much, but I thought yeah. like they they used they utilized that well. I I, I agree. They the especially for each elemental, like the yeah. when you got the wind elemental, there's a different sound. Right. Uh, the you know a few seconds you get the uh, the earth elemental, you get a sound. Yeah. The molten. Uh, the fun fact about the elementals, they were actually, um, you know, they're, I think they were, this was like their little way of doing like, uh, there's characters in the comics called uh, uh, Sandman, uh, Hydro Man, mm-hmm. Molten Man. I don't know what the wind guy would be, um, but I think that was their cool little way of trickling in those characters. I like that. Because Sandman, he was in one of the, the Spider-Man trilogy movies, right? Yeah, he was in Sp- uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. He was the not really the antagonist because he ended up turning into like a, a misunderstood hero in the right. end. With the, the villains, you know, the uh, the elementals, like, they were, they were pretty cool. They, they are cool. And um, man, the action sequences in this movie, fantastic. Everything about, like, the choreography, especially at the end, I should say more towards the end because... Spider-Man isn't really, like, doing much in the first couple action sequences, but, oh, that, like, the finale the was so final, well done. The final half of the movie is, I'll, I'll tell you this, Jake, let me sit, let me tell you real quick. The, Please do. The first half, it's not that it was rough for me to get through, but I, I was not uh, satisfied with the first half of the yeah. movie. Spider-Man's kind of useless in the first yeah. couple action sequences. And then when we get, um... We get to the final final scenes of the movie, or the you know the final half of the movie. Yeah, that's a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, it was one hundred percent. I have not. I I know. I just said this was not Spider-Man, but my God, was this a Spider-Man movie I by was, the end? I had chills for some of the action sequences at the end because like Spider-Man is like one of the I don't know how to say this, but you like most attractive superheroes to watch. Mm-hmm. As like a like superhero, because he can do some cool things with like his webbing and swinging around and everything, as opposed to like you know someone like Superman where he just punches stuff. So you have to have like good action sequences. I feel like for Spider Man. Yeah, definitely. He's also one of the most relatable superheroes. Yeah, I would agree with that. A lot of people are able to relate to him uh, just based on the fact, like you know, in the comics he was poor. 
Yeah. You know, he's a superhero. He didn't have money. He's not another rich guy like a Batman or an Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, he he went through actual uh, emotions, and you, you would get that in the comics with him, which, mm-hmm. you know, is easy to relate to. Uh, what did you think of, of Mysterio? Uh, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio. I thought he was, uh, he was pretty awesome. I, I Yeah, also a fantastic actor doing a fantastic job. Yeah, uh, I I enjoyed Mysterio a lot. I didn't know, like, how they were going to make this work, especially seeing the trailers and their Mysterios uh, on Spider-Man's side. All right, well, you know, Mm -hmm. they did that with the the scrolls and Mm -hmm. uh, Captain Marvel by the end. Uh, Spoiler for Captain Marvel. (laughs) Fuck, all right. (laughs) Well, the the scrolls end up being, uh, they're they're not bad guys like they were in the comics. You see the trailer for Spider-Man, you're like, oh, shit, all right, I guess... uh, Mysterio's on on Team uh, Avengers. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal killed it. Loved it. Always good to see a fellow Jake doing well. (laughs) (laughs) What what did you think of the setting of the movie being, uh, instead of being in, you know, New York or uh, pretty much out of America in general going to, you know? Uh, Sure. I mean, you know, it's always good to see, like, different scenery as opposed to, like, where most of the Avenger movies take place in, like, America, I guess. I, I do think the some of the plot stuff with, like, the kids just, like, being on a field trip, again, no spoilers, but, like, I feel like they could have done something different with that because, <laughs> man, some of these side characters I just did not care about. The side characters were uh, my least favorite part of this movie. Yeah. They were all annoying. Even his best friend, what's his best friend's name? Uh, I don't even remember. Ned. 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 Uh, Ned, I did not like in the first movie. I really couldn't stand him in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Flash, same thing. Yeah. Can't stand him. Uh, the girl from that Black Mirror episode. Oh my God, uh, Jake. Uh-huh. Oh, that was the other reason why I'm happy you're on this podcast. <laughs> We're, uh, <laughs> the girl from, uh, Ashley O. Yeah. The second she is in the opening scene of the movie. I was like, oh man, it's a fucking girl from Black Mirror. It's so funny because I was sitting through that entire movie trying to figure out what I just saw her in. (laughs) And then I talked to you about it and you're like, yeah, she was in Black Mirror. I was like, oh my fucking God, she was. (laughs) She, I saw her in the open, seeing her in the opening scene and I'm like, all right, well, they didn't make a big deal out of these characters in the first one, so yeah. you know I'm glad she's not going to be in the rest of the movie. But she's in the entire goddamn movie, film. the whole thing. Ugh. And like you know that's fine, whatever side character, sure. But like don't make her and Ned have the same joke over and over throughout the entire movie. Oh, dude, the jokes that uh, you know the it got a chuckle out of me the first time, but then right. you know the seven hundredth time, I'm like, okay, I get it. Uh, yeah, huh. there, there's a, there's a something, there's a little something in uh, comedy uh, called the rule of three. Right. It's where you do it once, it's funny. You do it a second time, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a little callback. You do it a third time, and you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Once you do it a fourth time, man, it's nobody's gonna laugh right uh this movie passed the rule of three. <laughs> <laughs> they're on rule like 500 yeah. <laughs> how did you feel about zendaya being uh mary jane her being zendaya or zendaya i might be totally pronouncing it i'm pronouncing it. i think it's pronounced zendaya she's saying replay i like i like she didn't sing it in the movie but i like that song <laughs> you know for what it's worth um i mean the characters are all completely different mm-hmm. uh so i i like her as mary jane yeah. I mean, you want to talk, like, physical attributes? Is that the right word? Physical? Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, she doesn't have red hair. 
Right. Which Mary Jane is known for having red hair, mm-hmm. which came as like a twist in, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming when you find out that she's been right. Mary Jane this whole time. I wasn't expecting that, but I kind of liked that. I liked it a lot. I liked the when it ended and she said, oh, my friends call me MJ. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck. She's was, been in the movie the whole time. That's awesome. For some weird reason in, uh, in Homecoming, I was expecting the other main uh, love interest chick to be like a joke as Mary Jane. Because they even make a joke about like kissing her upside down. Yeah. But then she wasn't and she wasn't. I was like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I, I like her... Um, Especially because it's a different form of character too, so yeah, uh, they're changing the appearance, they're changing the character. Uh, I like I like her in the part, uh, especially with the fact that they changed a lot of the characters mm-hmm. within the story. Uh, especially like you know Flash, he's not the uh, preppy jock, you know white jock. Right. He's a rich uh, Middle Eastern character. And uh, was, was he supposed to be the kid taking selfies and like live streaming everything? Yeah, that's that's who Flash oh. is. Okay. His uh, he he also broke the rule of three as well. Yeah, a lot of t- again. I don't the, think the kid characters were written well at nah. all. It's not to say they're bad actors, but I did not enjoy. It. I didn't need them in the movie. I didn't need Spider Man to have like teenage problems throughout the movie. Like, right. oh, I'm trying to keep my identity secret from my yeah. friends. Yeah. It's like you're Spider Man. <laughs> Every other Marvel character yeah. has their identity revealed. I'm gonna be different with you here. Spider Man, his secret identity is so important to him. So oh. that's one of the things that drove me crazy about this movie is Spider Man's taking his mask off. Right. Yeah. Too much. And th- this was my issue with Sam Raimi's uh, Spider-Man 2 was okay. his mask kept coming off over and over and over yeah. again. And it's like, come on. <laughs> ah, uh, like, again, he's supposed to be smart, but he mm-hmm. just does these stupid things. I don't really like his dependency on Happy. The Oh, my God. Yes. Let's talk about Happy. He was kind of like an ex machina throughout the entire plot. Happy was? Yeah. <laughs> How so? Because uh, he like uh, like comes in and like picks up Spider Man at a certain point in the plot, mm. and I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Sam Jackson, aka Nick Fury, the man with the eye patch. Uh, Sam Jackson always kills it in these movies. I I can't say anything bad about him. I think uh, yeah, you know, it was a uh, that was kind of embarrassing on me. I know who Samuel Jackson is. I uh, I, w- I was expecting a, a Spider Man character named Sam Jackson. As oh, well. okay. <laughs> I should I should have said Samuel L. Jackson. My bad, dude. Uh, <laughs> um, you know he uh, you know he always kills it as Nick Fury in this yeah, one. Totally. Uh, you know, same thing. Mm-hmm. He rocks as I would expect him to by this point. He's played yeah. that character in mm-hmm. how many different movies by now? Well, shit. Let's get let's get into our grade, All right. and then we can hop on spoilers. You want to go first? Sure. I will preface this by saying that uh, a bad or an average Marvel movie is still a good movie. So I'm gonna give it like a a high six or a low seven out of ten, with ten being higher. For me, I'm uh, I'm in the same boat. I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten based on villains were incredible. Yep. Well the, choreographed uh, action. Well choreographed actions. Effects were great. You know, last half. Like I said, this is the most Spider-Man. Yeah. I've ever seen. For what it's worth, watching the last half was uh, worth watching the first half. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would even see it again. Uh, I plan on seeing it again. Nice. Uh, for sure. I I got to see the end. 
all over again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will also say the end credit scene or like the mid credit scene, I guess, was mm. probably my favorite uh, end slash mid credit scene in the yeah. Marvel universe. Yeah, there's I enjoyed uh, that. There are two uh, two credit scenes, so yes. make sure you stay for both. Don't of them. leave the theater like I did after the mid credit ah, scene. I can't then... believe you missed that. <laughs> The post credits. I'm normally good about that too. I normally sit through it, but the yeah. kid kicking my chair just had me angry, and I was like, "All right, I'll just leave." And like, yeah. I wasn't really expecting another another end credit scene. Yeah. But uh, I guess I should have. Rob yeah. had to fill me in off screen. <laughs> All right, that is our uh, non spoiler review grading of Spider Man Far From Home. Uh, yes. We're gonna get into spoiler territory now, so uh, you know if you haven't seen it yet, tune on out. Maybe catch it next time. Yeah. Uh, and, or and come, you can pause the podcast or whatever streaming service you're using to listen to it, and then and then come back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Don't just forget about us. You know, <laughs> we're still here. We're still we're here. Still in our you want to hear? You want to hear our deep opinions of Spider-Man? <laughs> then come back. Yeah. <laughs> Disney will know. They'll know if because they they're in our brains. They're in your devices right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> the first the first time you went to Disney as a young child that you don't remember. That's when you got implanted. Yeah. <laughs> you thought you were seeing Mulan? No. <laughs> you were actually getting implanted. It's a spoiler territory. Let's uh, uh, start off right off the bat. I'm going to tell you why I didn't like this, uh, this Spider-Man and the stupid decisions he made. I enjoy your perspectives made. from uh, uh, someone who knows the comics. So Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is smart. So for one him taking off his mask around everyone uh yeah. yeah nick fury knows who you are but you walk into a cave with all these random people <laughs> you're just gonna walk around with your mask off right doesn't make sense you meet uh you know quentin beck aka mysterio aka mm -hmm. jake gyllenhaal like you don't know who this guy is and you're just hey hi i'm peter i'm you know spider-man yeah. um the, the those are the things that i i did not like about this this version of Spider-Man is right. he was just so easy about he was um, a whiny dumb little kid and I don't like that <laughs> <laughs> the whininess didn't bother me it was the stupid decisions and yeah. uh, also um, you know Tony Stark leaves you a pair of glasses that uh, control a satellite you don't just give it to someone you just <laughs> met yeah you know he just flat out gives it to him falls into Mysterio's plans Oh, yes. Uh, Mysterio is a bad guy. Yeah. In case, that wasn't clear. In case you've never seen any piece of Spider-Man media in your life, <laughs> he does actually turn out to be the bad guy. As and like I did say, like they did with the scrolls, it was a good way to, uh, you know, feed off that scroll thing from Captain Marvel to think that they're, you know, think he's a good guy, but no, he's a bad guy. Right. The twist was done really well. And if you are not familiar with the comics uh, or Mysterio, like, uh, you know, I saw it with uh, my fiance. Mm -hmm. And when it got to the bar scene, when Mysterio phases out and says, all right, get this stupid costume off of me. <laughs> yeah. uh, Katrina's like, wait, what's going on? And I was like, it's a good oh. reveal. There were some audible, like, wait, what going on yeah. in my theater, too? My God, Jake, the that when the bar starts to transform around you. <laughs> like I was like, yes, this is Mysterio. Oh my god, yeah, that's Mysterio. Oh. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, the first half of the movie or the first you know segments of him, mm -hmm. it seems like terrible acting, right? And you're like, oh, that's oh man, what's Jake Gyllenhaal doing? Very basic level like yeah. acting, but then you find out that oh okay, he's just acting to act. One of the lines is, I really like you, Peter. <laughs> I think you're really swell. 
and you're yeah. like, what the hell is he? This is what? But it, then he gets into the real character yep. of Quentin Beck, and you're like, oh my god, he was pretending. That's why the acting was so bad. Yeah. Oh man, it, it makes watching it a second time really fun. Shit. Well, what are what are uh, get into some areas you can dive deeper into, Jake? What a uh... Uh, well, this is totally random, but uh, I do love the opening when it's like the kids just doing like a PowerPoint presentation on their morning school news as like explaining what happened after the Thanos snap. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and like, I by the way, <laughs> they're doing like a tribute to the Avengers that died. <laughs> with like complete with like Getty image watermarked like pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, it was fantastic. fantastic. Oh. <laughs> But, uh, by the way, the entire human population would not be okay if 50% of it, A, disappeared for a couple years, and then B, came back after being gone for so long. I, but I, I do enjoy that they connected it back to the Marvel movies. Yeah, you know what? That, that part was really cool, too. The whole blips. Yeah, um, they call it the blip. Yeah, um, the one scene where they're in the gymnasium and they're doing like the the band is playing, and then it shows <laughs> they, like the, they just show kids disintegrating while playing the instruments. Yeah, and then five years later, it shows like a basketball game happening, and then the kids reappear. <laughs> oh, that was so good! Was I liked that. I also do appreciate now that because the Marvel universe is so great. They have to have lines like explaining why they can't get other superheroes to like join in on stuff. Cause like, I think uh, Spider Man even says like, well, why can't like Thor do this? And then Nick Fury's like, oh, he's missing. And then he goes through like yeah. the list he's of like, the other Avengers. Yeah. He's like, well, <laughs> and then oh man, the part when he says, uh, what about Captain Marvel? And he says, uh, don't don't, don't ever invoke. evoke her name. Yeah. <laughs> and man, uh, I mean, now that you know the the post credit scene, mm-hmm. yeah. The, him Nick Fury saying don't invoke her name it makes like the way Nick Fury's acting through the entire movie makes so much sense yeah. now like because yep. that was the other thing too I was like Nick Fury's part of like the major shield intelligence agency that has everything on like everyone and every superhero why are they falling for Mysterio's like charade yeah but then you find out later that he was actually a scroll impersonating Nick Fury yeah and it's like oh okay well I guess that kind of makes sense yeah the Especially, like, uh, if Quentin Beck did work for Tony Stark, he has to be on S.H.I.E.L.D. Files. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, being from another world uh, doesn't really, wouldn't really work out. But (laughs) knowing that he's a scroll, it makes total sense. Uh, Okay, I I just want to talk about my favorite scene of the entire movie, man. Please do. My favorite scene, the part right before Spider-Man is hit by the train. Mm -hmm. Uh, That entire drawn-out scene of Spider-Man coming face-to-face with Mysterio's illusions for the first time was incredible. This is the part where it started feeling like a Spider-Man movie directly from the comics. This was Mysterio. Uh, The scene where Spider-Man is in that dark hallway and the lights are slowly like going out and Mysterio is walking towards him and he's got the fog around him. And the mirrors everywhere too. Oh my God. This is another point in the movie, by the way, where like the CGI really shines. Oh, it's fantastic. Animated, I guess you could say. Fantastic. I fell in love with this scene, man. I I can't say anymore. It's it's fantastic. The effects, the the entire concept of it was incredible. Mysterio is one of the villains of Spider-Man's Rose Gallery. I've always wondered what it would be like. Mm -hmm. And they knocked it out of the park with him. Yeah. Because you were telling me that that like 
illusion sequence happened in some of the comics too, right? Like that's true to the yeah. Character. Mysterio in the comics, he was a um, he was a special effects expert in the comics, so he dealt with you know making he he was he was a master of trickery, right? Uh, just because he was a an effects artist, so he worked on like movie sets and everything, mm-hmm. and he took that tech that he got from the sets and he used it in his villainous ways. Let's talk about the the rule of threes that we um, so much disliked. Um, <laughs> This fucking kid and his <laughs> fake ass girlfriend. <laughs> they they do this joke, this bit where it's like Spider Man's trying to get with Mary Jane throughout the whole beginning of the movie, and then he's finally like getting to sit next to her on the plane. Uh, but then like the joke is he doesn't get to sit next to her, and he has to sit next to his teacher, who's like I forget was he giving him like. He was saying he was taking asthma medication or something. Oh, uh, he was allergic but, to perfume. Yeah, that's and the what girl it was. he was sitting he was next allergic to. Allergic to perfume. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so his friend winds up sitting with the girl from the Black Mirror episode, and then the whole time Ned, uh, Spider-Man's friend, was trying to get him to be like, "Yo, we're gonna be bachelors in Europe, man. You don't have to worry about Mary Jane." And then he winds up immediately calling uh, this other girl Babe after sitting on the plane with her for the entire movie babe babe and like okay it's a cute joke at first but like i get it i get it but they beat you over the fucking head (laughs) oh my god it was so unnecessary ned and black mirror girlfriends their whole relationship is annoying yeah Uh, and then it ends by the end of the movie so there's not even a payoff for it yeah and you know that that was ridiculous too uh, not that I'm upset they weren't together by the end, but yeah. it's like, that's yeah, <laughs> stupid. My um, OTP is actually Ned and Black Mirror Girl from Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. <laughs> <laughs> the the other joke with uh, Flash, taking the selfies throughout, oh, the, yeah. throughout the entire movie. There, You know, there's parts where like, you know, buildings are falling down mm-hmm. and like you see him running like with his phone in front of his face, recording the whole thing. And it's like they do that for comic relief. But it's like, all right, again, like you're doing it too much. Yeah. And the fact that they use it as a plot point later on in the movie right. is because then Spider-Man uh, cheap like, or Spider-Man and Happy are able to like communicate or find out where the kids are because the, the Flash was live streaming. <laughs> yeah, they, they like track them. And uh, yeah, it was Ah, it's a cheap plot device. I yeah. didn't like it. There's even, like, in the beginning of the movie, the movie, there's, like, a montage of, like, the kids hanging out in Europe, and I was like, I don't need this for my... <laughs> I don't need to watch this part for Spider-Man kicking ass. Yeah. Oh, man, the final scene of the movie is uh, also... This I I loved almost as much as the Mysterio fight Fantastic. scene. Fantastic. I think it might be one of my favorite, like, action sequences in the Marvel Universe, maybe. Uh, I'd have to really think about that, but it's great either way. <laughs> we are talking about two different things, but I know what you're talking about. I'm oh, talking about... <laughs> no, you're good. I'm talking about the literally the final scene before the credits. Um, oh, yes. Is when Absolutely. Spider-Man picks up MJ and swings her through yeah. the city. Right out of Spider-Man again. Right. It was beautiful. I got chills. Yeah, it was that. great. That's the spider. Like, that's what I want to watch Spider-Man doing. I don't yeah. want to watch him take selfies and try to pick up a girl <laughs> but um let's let's talk about your uh, the last scene of the the action though yes sorry i like skipped ahead there <laughs> no no you're good you're good do, you, do your thing now um yeah so the the final like action sequence where he because mysterio has all these like drones that were hooked up to iron man's like network and stuff now or or they were like his drones or something anyways there's a bunch of drones and if you find out that the elementals are just like an illusion made by these drones 
and Spider-Man has to like take them all out while he's like trying to save all the kids and take out Mysterio. Oh, it's so great. He's like swinging off all of them. He's like slamming them together. And at this point, uh, he's like received some Iron Man tech to make his own suit too. So he's got some cool like tech stuff to do with those. Yeah, the, that was one cool part too when uh, um, Peter's on the jet with Happy and he's yeah. using you know Tony's tech. Is a throwback to the first Iron Man when you see Iron Man uh, Tony putting his suit right. together with uh, Jarvis. And this is where you see that Spider Man's actually a smart boy. Yeah, this <laughs> this is the real Peter Parker slash Spider Man. Like, yeah, he's he's building his suit and um, the part where he puts his hand through like the the computerized. Uh, you know, web slinger is mm-hmm. exactly what Tony does in Iron Man. He puts his hand into the virtual yeah. gauntlet. The very polar opposite to the <clears> beginning <throat> of Homecoming, or like the middle of Homecoming, where he's trying to figure out the suit that Iron Man gave him. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, okay, cool. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And instead of using the, uh, I, I was actually, I thought he was going to like create one of the other Spider-Man suits because in this movie we got. We the got, night monkey suit. <laughs> oh my god, the night monkey suit. I think that was like supposed to be like uh, Spider-Man in black. Oh like yeah, the, the Venom costume. But uh, it was either that or Spider-Man Noir. But yeah, Spider Monkey. That was wait, what was he called again? Night monkey. I think night they were monkey. Calling him. Yeah, yeah. He that like was great. his friend who he's like trying to save from one of the elementals in an early action scene. Uh, he's like trying to let his because his girlfriend, uh, the Black Mirror girl, asks like, "Is that Spider-Man?" And he's like, "No, it's a night monkey." Yeah, that was that was probably the one point where Ned was funny. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) so night monkey. Yeah, I think he had. uh, Well, let's see. He had the iron spider. He had the sweatsuit Spider Man. He had (laughs) the hoodie and the goggles. Yeah, Yeah. I love that costume, man. I think that's real silly. I like it. Yeah, he had his normal suit. He had black costume. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so he ended up having like four four costumes in the movie. I like all of them. They're all fun in their own way. Yeah, they're all cool. Oh, man, the post credit scene that you did yeah, see. Yeah, back to the post credit scene <laughs> that I uh, skipped. <laughs> uh, so we've got the uh, the post credit scene uh, after swinging. And by the way, I think I told you this. If you left the theater before <laughs> this post credit scene... If you, you did saw what I one... did. No, 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 not that post credit. The oh, first one. Shit. The mid credit scene. The mid credit scene, we'll call it. <laughs> uh, so... Which, like, don't do that. Even yeah. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> So you have the, you know, it ends with Peter Parker swinging with MJ through the city. Fantastic ending. If you leave at that point, you get a movie. Mm -hmm. If you stay and watch the mid-credit scene where he drops MJ off on the big monitor on the side of the building, this is where there's a completely different ending to the movie. Yeah. You get J. Jonah's aim. J. Jonah Jameson, played by J.K. Simmons from the original (laughs) Spider-Man trilogy, which was pretty cool. Fantastic. I guess at some point in the movie, Mysterio uploads a fake video. Yeah, there was like a, for those of you who haven't seen it, there's like a shot when Spider-Man finally takes out Mysterio. Um, There was another guy that was working with Mysterio who also had connections to Iron Man's like tech stuff. Fun fact, that is Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Oh my god. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I didn't even know that part. <laughs> but yeah, he's like working on a computer and he's like, you know, conveying stuff to Mysterio through like headsets and shit. And there's like a very moment after Spider-Man takes out Mysterio, he's he like takes out a USB from a computer and like books it. So uh, you can assume after this mid-credit scene that what he had was the reveal of Mysterio uh, revealing Peter Parker as Spider-Man. 
at the end, which gets picked up by the Daily Bugle guy. <laughs> yep, and that's our first time in the MCU seeing the Daily Bugle, which is a huge uh, part of the Spider-Man comics. That's where Peter Parker works. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, Mysterio reveals Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Yeah. And also that Spider-Man was responsible for the drone attacks and the elementals. Yeah, and, he like fakes it and like blames Spider-Man um, for everything. And he uh, he makes himself a martyr in the process. Yeah. Um, right before Tom well, Holland almost says fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it ends uh, it ends the same way Homecoming. Yeah. Does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta correct myself. It doesn't make uh, Mysterio a martyr. It makes him uh, something else that's not a martyr. He kind of like, he makes himself seem like the good guy still. Yeah, he still like dies being a hero, yeah. even though he was the villain. He makes it seem like Spider Man killed him and tried to like. Man, I really hope Mysterio's not dead. I don't think he is. I, I bet you I, do something. I really hope he's still alive because he's definitely one of my favorite villains in the. Uh... All an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what you know? What one thing I loved about his uh, his character is it seemed like it's been kind of trending where the villain thinks they're doing the right thing, but mm-hmm. they're not. Like you know, Thanos and uh, Killmonger. Yeah, I'm glad it was just somebody who's pissed off. Yeah, and he's wants definitely to not a, a lawful evil on yeah. the uh, <laughs> alignment chart, if you will. I'm I'm so happy we're getting back to that because uh, so far the Spider-Man villains have been very good. The Vulture had a great, you know, yeah. he's one of my favorite villains in the MCU. I liked him because he uh, he kind of like makes himself a bad guy in a way. Yeah, well, I mean, he gets he's just, a just like dude. just like Mysterio, he gets screwed over, and uh, you know, when yeah. Homecoming opens up with him being part of uh, you know the cleanup crew of uh, New York City after and, the first Avengers. Yeah, and then like he gets fired. Like that, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, and you you do kind of it's feel believable. For him. Yeah, That's I understand I like. why you're doing it, and it's not saying that he thinks he's doing it for the right reasons. No, the guy got screwed over, so now he's gonna screw over the people that screwed him over. Yeah. So the villains in Spider-Man have been fantastic so far. Mm-hmm. The final post-credit scene that you you missed out on, where it's revealed <laughs> that uh, Fury and Hill have been scrolls the whole time, and it's right. uh, Talos, the uh, mm-hmm. main scroll from Captain Marvel and his wife. Nick Fury this whole time has been up on a space station. Right. Doing what? No idea, but he's up in space. Yeah, well, that's going to lead into phase four of the MCU where we uh, get more cosmic. And uh, I think what they have next coming is they've got the the Eternals. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to get another Doctor Strange movie. I like that. And uh, yeah, Guardians 3 is now coming. Please. Please. uh, inject that into my veins as soon as possible <laughs> he needs his guardians fixed right now <laughs> um <laughs> i know there's gonna be black panther too but you know uh, maybe sure. if that's part of the cosmic phase there they'll dive into black panther getting involved with uh, dr strange and sending wakanda off to mars <laughs> <laughs> well no uh, uh black panther becomes a sorcerer like he, ha- he ends up Whoa. having sorcerer Powers. What? He actually has superpowers? Yeah, yeah, he gets and involved. And isn't just super buff with a cool tech suit? Like, no, no, he, <laughs> he gets involved in the paranormal. and uh, Oh, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, maybe they'll give him a cape in the next one, too, like they did in the comics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he has, like, a big cape in one of the Marvel vs. Capcom games. I know. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh. With, like, a, like, mask. <laughs> Not so much, like, the tech suit that he has. Nice, and, nice. All right, Jake, um... I mean, is it any anything else pops into your mind that you want to talk about before we wrap it up? No, I think we hit on all the subjects that all right. I, uh, I had written down. <laughs> I, I guarantee you I've 
there's probably things I'd love to dig into that you know I can't remember. There's a lot to talk about with this movie. I but, could uh, talk to you about this forever. Yeah, it's it was a it was a good movie, man. It, yeah. um, recommendations, I definitely recommend it. If it comes on streaming, stream it a bunch of times. All the times. Uh, if you buy movies, definitely buy the Blu-ray. If yeah. you buy VHSs, hit those up too. You know. <laughs> Like some blockbuster somewhere. Oh my god, imagine <laughs> if someone was out there like pirating these like new movies on VHS. Man, when the apocalypse happens and we're only able to use VHSs instead of DVDs yeah. <laughs> for some reason. The, there's not going to be cell phones, it's going to be all ham radios and uh, VHS. 8-track <laughs> tapes. Yeah. Uh, Alright, uh, Jake, man, uh, for a second episode, man, I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, Thank I'm you for so, having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you came on. I definitely want to have you back again if you're willing totally. to come. And, and uh, Thank you to all the listeners out there as well. Yeah, thanks guys for listening. Again, (laughs) uh, thank you for stopping by Gizmo's Corner. Uh, Me and Jake are now signing out.